Hi, everyone. I'm Lori Casto. Welcome to the Created to Soar podcast brought to you by Wedgwood Estates of Mansfield. We're celebrating 25 years the area's premier senior residential community. Today, Dakota Stone, licensed social worker and program coordinator for the Alzheimer's Association, is joining me again to talk about the 10 ways to love your brain. Hi, Dakota. It is so nice to talk with you again. Hi, Lori. Thank you for having me. You know, you are such a wonderful resource, and I I hope that people will always go to the Alzheimer's Association um, website and get all kinds of, there's just such good and valuable information there. And we're going to jump right into it. Um, I got your first question here. Can you give me an overview of the 10 ways to love your brain? Sure. So there are a lot of things that individuals, even no matter how old they are, can put in place um, in their lifestyle to decrease the likelihood of them getting dementia um, or any kind of um, any kind of dementia. So one of the first things that we always talk about is um, exercise. And sometimes, you know, you may hear exercise and you might cringe but it's not in something that you have to do, you know, miles a day or, you know, anything like that. Anything that gets your, um, anything that elevates your heart rate or gets your blood flowing, you know, try to get up, especially if you are still working and, and maybe you have a sit down job, um, get up every once in a while, you know, every hour or so and, you know, walk to the refrigerator to get a water or just move around a little bit. Um, anything that gets gets you up and, and gets you some physical activity, that is always one great way of um, decreasing your likelihood. Another way is getting some formal education. Um, I know there are so many agencies out there that provide some sort of education um, program and anything that um, it could be it could be reading. It could be getting involved with a local college to get some more of that formal education. Um, you know, a lot there's a lot of colleges now that you can do it online or in the center. Um, and I know that you know, there's a lot of colleges that offer um, classes for free for seniors. So that's another great way. A couple other ideas are quit smoking. If, um, if, if that's still something that you're doing, um, you know, there's a lot more awareness out there today than there was many years ago about smoking and that can all, it can, um, actually reduce your chances of, um, getting this disease if, if you start, or I'm sorry, if you stop smoking now. Well, that's, Um, that's really good. Go ahead. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that we know and Uh, that we have um, done more research in and and read more about is anything that's good for your heart is also good for your brain. And so we'll talk a little bit about that more in depth. I know towards, um, towards the middle or the end of of today, but um, anything that you can think of that's good for your heart is also good for your brain. Um, If you are a fall risk, um, and, you know, I think we'll talk a little bit more about this, too. But if you are a fall risk or your loved one is a fall risk, um, try to decrease your likelihood of those falls. Because another thing that we know 
is there is a link between brain injury and um, your risk of cognitive decline. And then a couple other things that I'll mention, um, a balanced diet um, and also uh, enough sleep, getting enough sleep. And, and sometimes, you know, it, it's the question of how much is too much sleep or how much is, is too little sleep. Um, everybody, I think, is a little bit different in how much sleep that they need. So as long as you are getting enough sleep for yourself, that can also decrease your likelihood of getting this disease. Um, taking care of your mental health. There is a, a, also a link between depression and anxiety and this disease. So making sure that you're taking um, care of yourself mentally, you know, go, go to counseling if that's something that you feel like you need, um, but take care of it. Do something that, you know, with friends to make it fun. Um, staying engaged, staying social, um, it, it's all really important. And then um, lastly, what I'll mention is doing something that challenges your brain. So whether that's, you know, we always talk about different puzzles and stuff. Yes, do that. Um, but learn a new hobby or, um, you know, learn how to play an instrument or, or learn how to play a new card game or, you know, do something that really challenges your brain because once you get those neurons going and those, um, you know, your brain working, that can also uh, decrease your likelihood of getting this disease. So those are some 10 ways to love your brain, um, get out, get out of the house, get up and moving, um, do some reading, get some sleep. Um, those are all some really good ways of, of taking care of your brain. Yeah, those are all so good. And, you know, someone along the way, someone told me that a, another great way to exercise your brain is when you go to the grocery store, we all get in a tendency to go through the same routine at the grocery store. Like we all mm -hmm. go down the same aisle at the same time. You know, when we go there, it's all very rote. And someone said, you know, just one simple thing you can do is actually go a whole different route through the grocery store, make mm -hmm. a change, go down different aisles that you normally wouldn't go down first. Um, of course, at the Kroger here where I live, they're always changing it around. So <laughs> that's a very good way to exercise your brain right there. So, but anyway, I think yeah. sometimes we don't realize, you know, about physical activity and how important it is. What are some really great ways to keep your brain strong through physical activity? Sure. So I, I mentioned this. This is one of the first ones. The very first and, and, and most important thing is anything that anything physical that you're having fun with. So if you just absolutely dread the thought of, you know, going for a jog, maybe that's not how you get your cardio. You know, maybe you ride a bike or maybe you go for a brisk walk or um, maybe you do yoga or um, I know a lot of senior centers do different exercising classes, you know, drums or um, chair exercises. I mean, there's so many different exercising. Um, well, and even getting know, outside, you know, like I, I know I do a lot of um, walking on the treadmill, but I love mm -hmm. when I get the opportunity now that we're getting some warmer weather to get outside and take the walk. I mean, it's, it's mm -hmm. especially when it, the sun is shining. And you're breathing in just the warmer air 
And it's just, it gives you a whole different frame of mind, even right there, getting outside and walking instead of being inside on the treadmill. Sure. I mean, and you can even think of gardening. I mean, think of, you know, now we're starting to get out and, you know, pulling weeds and it might not be uh, time just yet to start planting flowers, but you think of you're, you're bending down and getting back up and, you know, all that exercise, that's exercise too. You know, you're, you're hurting the next day after you've <laughs> basically done squats, getting down in the garden. So, I mean, it can even be something like that. Anything that you're having fun doing. And, you um, know, also just to, just to even sometimes, you know, I notice with some people as they get older, they tend to like to just stay in their, their night clothes for the day. And mm-hmm. even just the simple activity of getting up, changing your clothes, and um, getting dressed up, even just even mm-hmm. if you're not going to do anything, it's at least some physical activity. It, as small as that might seem, it's it's just mm-hmm. so beneficial to to do all those things that you would normally do, thinking that you're going to go out. Even if you're not, at least it's exercise. Right, right. And the the last thing that I will mention on exercise and and doing physical activity is that's also going to look very different for everybody. And so somebody who, you know, I talked about a fall risk, somebody who may be a fall risk may not, you know, do certain things that somebody else may. So, you know, stay within your limits, you know, know what your limits are, um, but still get some sort of exercise, even if it's, you know, moving your arms around or, or something like that, because that that is still very important. And it's important to stay safe while doing it. Yeah. And, you know, you you mentioned about fall prevention. And it's just, I, I cannot, I think that's such an, a huge, huge important thing is that fall prevention. I have seen so many people doing pretty well, and then they fall. And they, mm-hmm. they break their, their hip. There's something happens, and there's just sometimes there's no coming back from it. And especially mm-hmm. with those with Alzheimer's disease, it's like they have to be put in a totally different situation than they're used, not used to being in. And it mm-hmm. it's like it rewires their brain. I don't know. It shorts their brain. I don't know what occurs, but it's just not good because it takes them out of their normal routine and they're hurting mm-hmm. and they don't know how to express themselves. And it's just so let's talk about uh, ways to uh, prevent falls. Yeah. So again, I will, I will say, know your limits and be honest with yourself. Cause I think a lot of times there's a stigma to, you know, having to use a cane or having to use a walker or, um, you know, having to hold on to the, um, to the bar as you're going downstairs. Um, so be honest with yourself and, 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 um, Really, it's a way to take care of yourself so you don't fall. So, you know, use a cane if you need to. Use a walker if you feel like you need to. Um, other other things that you can do are, you know, look around your house. Are there rugs? Are there cords that are out in the open where, you know, you might trip over them? Um, even if you think that, you know, you're you're pretty still stable on your on your feet, it can still happen. Um, I know in my own home, <laughs> um, I'm not always the most graceful person. So, you know, even for myself, um, just kind of making it a, a cognitive thought to, okay, I need to pick up this cord or I need to pick up this 
um, something that's on the floor um, so I don't step on it or I don't trip over it. And it's even could um, be as simple as, oh, in our own home, one time um, I was, my daughter was upstairs and she wanted a water. So my husband decided to throw it up to her. Okay. Well, she, mm-hmm. she missed it and it fell back down on our wood floor and there got to be water on the floor. And my husband, we didn't get it all cleaned up and there was water mm-hmm. on the floor and he was just walking and slipped right on the water and fell hard. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you what, being careful about just a simple thing like water, <laughs> you know, on the floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know. I mean, that is, that can really do a lot of damage to a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just yeah. having, just um, having those things. And I think it's just so important what you're saying. The, my mom had um, a visiting nurse come in one time and the first thing she said to her was, we need to remove that carpet in the center of that floor <laughs> because it was a mm-hmm. thick carpet and you can easily fall. And I think if there was one thing that I would want to do uh, to help others is to let them know it's okay to use a cane. It's okay mm-hmm. to, there's no, you don't lose your dignity. You know, it's okay mm-hmm. to use those kinds of things. That's To me, that's how you keep your dignity. If there's something that I wish I could do was educate people on the fact that it's okay to use those those different devices to move around. Um, Dakota, oh, let's, yeah. talk, let's talk next about um, healthy diet. And I know um, we all try so hard and, you know, especially going mm-hmm. into the spring for me, I, I start thinking more about that healthy diet and all that. Can you give us ideas to maintain a healthy diet? Yeah. So there are two diets that um, they've done a lot of clinical trials with, and that's the Mediterranean diet, which I think a lot of people have has heard of, um, and then the Mediterranean DASH diet. And so they're very similar. Um, it's a lot of fruits and vegetables, very plant-based, um, you, you know, your poultry, your fish, your seafood, dairy, eat that in moderation, and then red meat and, of course, the sweets um, only occasionally. Um, And, you know, your whole grains, um, nuts, seeds, herbs, and spices, those are all things that um, I I think, honestly, we all could use more of. Um, Absolutely. Your your good fat or olive oils, um, you know, your avocado oil uh, to cook with, you know, following the Mediterranean diet, they, as I said, you know, that they, they've done a lot of studies with um, the DASH diet is very similar to the Mediterranean diet. The purpose of the DASH diet is actually, and it focuses more on lowering high blood pressure and um, which they found links between high blood pressure and Alzheimer's and dementia. So, wow. um, again, Anything that's good for your heart, they're finding that it's also good for your brain. You know, that is is a very key thing to know. That is a very key thing to note. Yeah. So anything that you can do to lower your blood pressure, lower your cholesterol, um, you know, taking decent care of your weight, um, those, again, are all links to this disease. And so, you know, talking with your doctor about um, these diets, would be a great way to start. Um, And and what I will also say, as far as diet goes, I think this um, is really for anyone, you know, work yourself into it. Um, Because I think a lot of times that's 
when, you know, when we think of the word diet, um, I think a lot of times that's where it fails is because we just quit everything. Work your way up to it. You know, if you say, um, you know, I want to eat more vegetables. Well, yes, incorporate more vegetables. Um, and then maybe next week you incorporate more fruit. And then maybe the next week you incorporate on, you know, um, lessening your butter intake and using more of the olive oil. Ease into it because I think that's the way, you know, you're going to really change your eating lifestyle is um, by working yourself into it and not just quitting everything that, you know, quote unquote, bad for you all at once. Well, and I think you hit it, the nail on the head there when you said lifestyle, because mm-hmm. it is a lifestyle thing. And, and I, that's a really hard one for, for me to really grasp. Just being honest, it's like, <laughs> I want to make it a lifestyle and I really try. I really try, but it it really is a lifestyle. And I've noticed like, just because I've been working so hard over the last couple of months, getting back into my exercise routine that I just feel so much better. And it's like, I'm saying to myself, Lori, remember this, remember how good you feel <laughs> when you're eating yeah. all your vegetables, you're eating, you know, the right amount of red meat, you're eating your, your fish, you know, it's the whole thing. And it is a lifestyle. Um, now mm-hmm. we're going to go to probably our last, you know, here at Wedgwood, staying mentally and socially active. That has been a huge, huge philosophy for us and our life at Wedgwood, even up to the point of a lot of times we don't really recommend that a person eat in their room. We want them mm-hmm. to get up. We want them to get dressed. We want them to go to breakfast, lunch, and dinner, because some of those folks, you know, they're more, they're more quiet. And so that might be the only interaction they get is to go out to a meal and go through the process of getting to the meal. And even if they don't do a lot of talking, they're seeing people eyeball to eyeball, people might be talking to them, they're getting in a different environment. And so we just really promote um, social and and that helps with the mental, and it all just kind of goes together. What are some examples for the promotion of mental and social health? So one example is what you just mentioned, um, just getting around people, um, you know, whether it's it's friends, it's, it's hanging out more with family, um, you know, getting involved more in church or getting involved you know, maybe volunteering somewhere, um, just getting involved with people can really decrease your likelihood of getting this disease as well. Because when we talk about, you know, making your brain work, when you're having a conversation with somebody, your brain is, is, is you know, it's, it's making those connections to, okay, I'm listening to this person and now I'm figuring out how I need to respond. Even though you're you're not thinking about that, you know, at the time of, of the conversation, your brain is working and, and um, you know, it's just really important. They've done, you know, a lot of studies, too, on those who don't have a lot of social interaction and how their, their brain activity is, is actually declining when they don't have that. So, um, yeah, the importance of that. Like I said, volunteering, just getting around people um, in order to stay social. Yeah, all good ideas. And Dakota Stone, you just you're just uh, such a great resource. Uh, Dakota Stone is a licensed social worker and program coordinator for the Alzheimer's Association. And Dakota, if they need to get in touch with the Alzheimer's Association, how would they go about doing that? 
So they can either call our local office at 419-537-1999, or they can call the um, 800 helpline at 800-272-3900. Our website is alz.org forward slash NWOhio, and you can find a wealth of information on the website as well. Well, thank you very much, Dakota. Again, Dakota is a licensed social worker and program coordinator for the Alzheimer's Association. And again, it's been wonderful having this conversation, sitting down, discussing this disease, but how we can make our life better through it all. And I'm Lori Casto. Uh, you've been listening to the Creative Disorder podcast brought to you by Wedgwood Estates of Mansfield. We're celebrating 25 years. You can find us at www.wedgwoodseniorliving.com. You can call us at 419-756-7400. We're Wedgwood Estates, the area's premier senior residential community.